These four guys bleed New Jersey Devils hockey. It's Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. What's up, Devil Nation? Well, the highly anticipated debut of Timo Time has gotten underway this evening out in the desert as the Devils beat the very game Coyotes in a 5-4 overtime win with Nico Heischer getting the game-winning goal, which gives the Devils five points on this three-game road trip, ending up 2-0-1. And we're going to talk about that, all of that, plus the... You know, debut of Timo Meyer and everything else and kind of getting excited for the playoffs. So thank you for listening to us. We're the Uncle Puckers. I'm Chris with Dan, Tony, Bobby. Got the whole crew here today. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on, Chris? Ah, uh, you know. What'd you guys think about the game tonight? That was a wild one. That was fun, right? It was. Coyotes are a very good team. They uh for you know, them basically Having nobody left on the roster, they seem like they're going in the right direction. That could be a team in a couple of years to keep an eye out for. Um, I kind of felt a lot of Devils' losses or even games where they give up two goal, you know, two goal leads, which doesn't happen a lot. It's usually by poor play on their part. I really didn't see them. I mean, a little bit here and there today, but I think most of that was the Coyotes were very game tonight. They were, and you know, the Devils also looked a, a little bit out of sync at times. There were brilliant but they were also a little bit out of sync so you know i don't think that effort would beat let's say a boston but that's okay you know you're playing against arizona and uh you know I, there's sometimes you just play down a little bit you know and i think that's a little bit of what happened um it's nice to see you know marty brodeur out there though i thought that was amazing dude i love the i love it <laughs> i absolutely love it you guys seriously like the pads and the helmet they look awesome very yeah, cool yeah cool. they do it's great. Now, did I miss something, or they they did never br- brought that up in the broadcast? I missed some of the pregame. They, they about the new. About he was going to wear this mask once. only a couple times, and it's actually he's doing it in honor of uh, Brodor and Chico. I had read, I had just heard this a couple weeks ago, so I think he's only going to wear it like four or five times, and they say he was going to have it signed by them, and he's going to keep it. Oh wow! That's cool. I I really liked it, and Spalding mentioned it like right in the, maybe the first first period. He did say that, or maybe it was even the pregame, and he did say that Vanacek is sporting his new pads and helmet, and we'll get into that later. And then they never ever got into it. So, yeah. Does wow. does does Vanacek's play of late kind of make you a little worried, or is this just a uh, uh, you know is he going to be okay here? Uh, let's be, start. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, Dan, you go ahead. What do you think? We'll start with uh, you. I want to hear what Bobby has to say next. Sure. I, I, I mean, I think it's a little early to say we got you know a big goaltending problem, but you didn't like his last outing. I mean, I, two of those goals I was not a big fan of. I think he knows that. Um, you know, he wants two of those back. And tonight, you know, there's the one rebound goal that I, I really, you know, no, that rebound is not super characteristic of him, but uh, he also looked. Uh, he, like he bounced back a decent amount, so I'm not too worried just yet. But you know, now is when we want him to look more solid, and <laughs> it's a little disconcerting. You know, definitely. Bob, you worried about it? I am lately. Um, just again, starting with Colorado game, even maybe just a little bit before. It's not so much that he's playing awful; it's more of a feeling. So tonight's game for me was so stressful, and when that push was happening in the third. I didn't have that normal confidence that I had in him, knowing he's going to shut the door and not let that tying go up. I just had a bad feeling that it might go in, and sure enough, it did. And just gut-wise, that tells me something, because I wouldn't have thought that you know, a couple weeks back. I'm thinking it now. I think there's plenty of time for him to get out of it and play the way he can play. But um, 
Yeah, sure. It makes me a little nervous considering where we're at in the, in the schedule. See, he seems a little tight. It seems like he's kind of also like overplayed a couple moves, you know. And it, it, I, it, you know, in his defense, there was some wild, crazy, you know, ricochet ricochet crap in front of him. But like, I think in earlier in the season, he would have been a little bit more tight and just stay in the position and not overplay it, you know. I, don't I know. think what it's good that he's going through this now in a way, though. Um, you know, he's twenty-seven. What is he? Twenty-seven wins and six losses this year, which is goddamn impressive. Obviously, he has a hell of a team with him. Um, I guess if he's going to go through this little streak, it's better, you know, maybe the next couple of weeks before we get into the playoffs and stuff. Um, but I do agree. I was thinking the same thing as Bobby was saying. I was, I didn't feel easy tonight about the game. Of course, you're, you're playing Arizona. So, of course, Arizona's beat Boston this year. They've beaten, actually, all the big teams this year. Colorado, Tampa Bay, yep. Not us. Yeah. Yeah, they're tough. So, I mean, it didn't surprise <laughs> me. It's kind of like, you know, you watch, as Chris knows, as an NFL game. Usually your teams lose to what? The teams that are you think oh, are going to yeah. be the easy the, victories. Yep. You know. Um, and so, the but thing I, that, I do agree. I think with Vanacek, it was the last couple of games. Yeah, definitely, you know. I mean, obviously we've seen Akira in there for two games in a row, which I was kind of surprised about. I, don't, I didn't talk to you guys about that. but uh, I was. I wasn't a big fan of that. I wanted him to get a chance to bounce back right away and – and, and, you know, Which, get that game out of it. But, you know, that's, I feel like a lot of the NHL and definitely the Devils these days, they don't run like that. They, you know, they especially Ruff. I mean, he put the third line out there because they had scored and done well in a situation where, you know, you thought maybe he was going to go for one of the top two lines. So and, he's got like that same mentality with the goaltenders. Well, the thing with Vanacek, too, and I noticed it, like you said, Bobby, before the Colorado game that, you know, even when they were winning, but he looks – he looked shaky. He looked uh, like you said, Dan, like a little little spaz out there. Like he does, he's not tight when he's going, you know, post to post. And I'm not a goalie. I don't know all the little minute details. So when I can kind of see it with the naked eye, I'm kind of like, what the hell? He's you know, he's just not. He's just not kind of playing his game, which also leads me to something that you know his knock when we traded for him. And any negative you heard was Vanacek is a capable goalie, but he's always been a backup, and he's never had that full number one goalie load. And there's a reason for that because he's not the type of guy, for whatever reason, whatever scouting reports they were reading, that can kind of give you that high high quality production for the entirety of the year, which kind of makes me start thinking like, oh shit, is that what's happening now, or? Is you know is it like Lindy and the staff? They kind of know that, so they're just going to kind of give him, you know, his starts. But on games maybe a little closer to the playoffs, okay, you know what? We are going to put Schmidt in. We are in that kind of position just to make sure he doesn't break down. Like I know, you, did you guys are aware of that? That that being his knock coming out, like that just the fact that he was not the kind of guy that he's never been the number one, and can he handle that load physically? And do you think that's an issue? I mean, he's played enough of the season to say that he's been a number one all season. Not that he's and, not been a number one. His right. knock was just like, you know, can he handle doing the number one load? But, but you know, this is like, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think that's the number two, you mean. No. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying, but it's kind of a circular argument in a way because, like, you know, there's no way um, he could show that he was the number one when he was number two, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, but I'm saying, does the scouting report seem like they're kind of maybe there's something to it? Like, it is getting that late in the season. He is playing the most hockey he's ever played, and the one little thing that was a concern about him seems to be kind of rearing its ugly head right now. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, if so, it's by accident, because what kind of scout could know that when he's never been a number one? 
Well, I guess his juniors are his, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you based know. on earlier previous. Yeah, yeah, times. exactly, exactly. I mean, they yeah, have I mean, they, they've that, been watching these guys since they're like you know first time they put on skates. Some of these dudes. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I I don't I know. It's possible. I'm a I'm just slightly concerned, but I'm also I also have the mind that uh, you know he is capable, and especially we've seen it throughout this year. He'll be okay. This team will be okay with him. I'm not like at the point where if this was Blackwood and he was our number one, I'm not. Uh, you know, comfortable at all. I was kind of, you know, I, you know, not to say I wasn't, I was, I was a little bit less comfortable um, than I have been watching him, like towards the end of that game. Like, you know, you guys are saying you were worried about mm-hmm. it and you weren't comfortable sure. watching it. But, you know, I also had in the back of my head that if they tie it up, we're going to win it in overtime. <laughs> like, oh, that's just yeah. kind of how, you know, this team is. Yeah, it didn't take yeah, long. As long as it's not a shootout, right? I mean, yeah. Well, we haven't been in many of those. No, and this you know, year. how about the other night, right? I mean, the yeah. de- I felt the Devils should have won that game, and they almost did an OT. It's just that goalie. I mean, Hill stood on his head. I, I think he had like forty six saves that night. I mean, it was unbelievable yeah. the shit he was stopping. Yeah, yeah, and I think we run. talked about this on, on a previous show too. You know, about us really not liking you know the skills competition at the end there, and saying at the very least extend that three on three another five minutes. You look at that. Three on three overtime. Give us another couple minutes, and we It'll do win. End in ten minutes. That's, just, that's not going to go on all night. Like, what are they worried about? Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, still, I hate seeing that shootout at the end there. It's I like got to tap out on that conversation. Have a team that's great in the shootout. I didn't so watch any like of that a, game. Like a handshake oh, okay. at the end of a porn. You know, you don't well, want to see it. that. You want to see, you know, fill me, fill me in. Well, the overtime, we just dominated them. Shots nine to zero. I mean, oh, wow. some great quality shots, and Hill stood on his head. He was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. amazing through the third period. He was amazing, really, for the whole game. But in overtime, it was like it reminded me of like when Schmidt had that great yes. overtime. And it was like that, like you know, we just totally dominated him. And we go to skills, and it goes to round I think five, and mm. they're the home team. They get the last shot. They win. Um, Let's also talk so, about Sarangovich yeah. getting benched in the third period that game, which yeah, and being scratched this game. Point. Well, How'd you, feel you about know, that? me personally, I'm totally fine with it. I mean, Sharon Govich has not played this, this year in up to what the, every other guy on that ice has been doing. He has definitely been the weakest link as far as I don't know. Forwards. I think if we would have had him play instead of Boquist tonight, Sharon Govich definitely would have also had two goals, maybe three. No, I'm not serious at all. Okay. Like, that was a great game. All right. We all just got a little quiet here. Yeah, he lost his mind. Somebody mute this one. You know, that, that, that was a been... good reason to put Boquist in and keep Sharon Govich out. He was not playing well, and that's great to Bo- have that problem. And that third line, which we can, we'll can, we get to, you know, just how the lines have just been awesome so far. And, you know, very steady, and, you know, how ha- I'm, I'm very happy about that. But, you know, the um, – hang on a second. You guys go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought Boquist was like definitely had his best game as a Devil as far as you know contribution all around. He was awesome. So I don't. Severson had a good Bovich game at all. Give, give, yes. give it to Severson. He looked really good. Yeah, Severson yeah. had a good game tonight, and, and Kevin Ball's been impressing me. He's been wow. playing so much better, right? Yeah, uh, he, he looked like that was it. I mean, that one like he just spun off. And, like he had oh, a fire blow game? Oh god, he was awful that game. And I'm like, this is probably the last time we're going to see this guy. What a bummer! Yeah. He's got such great, you know, numbers and stats. So to see him turn it around is just awesome. And yeah, Hall, and, and, Hall was great tonight. You know, the thing with Hall yes. is, I think 
Hall is always involved in the play. He just can't finish. I mean, how many times is that dude shooting on that and it's not going in? But I, he's he's always his name is always in the mix. I got. I think Bobby froze on us. Bobby, or he fell asleep. Yep. I'm okay. All right. Oh, you're there? Okay, your, your bit, video froze up. It looks and, like a little Max Hedromy, the way yeah, it does. <laughs> Mine's just solid. Yeah. He's not even moving on mine. But, you know, back to the Sharon Govich thing. You know, this pickup of Curtis Lazar, which I think is, you know, very smart pickup for this team. I mean, how much ice time is Sharon Govich going to get from here on out? Because got two more years and, on Lazar, too. And, well, and, and, that's, and the thing about you're talking about Hala... That might be the thing to get Hall out of his slump. They are like super close, like best friends close. They were both. You know, I read that they were both like literally jumping for joy when they found out that they were both would be playing together again, like they did last year in Boston. Maybe that'll be the thing to kind of get Hall out of his uh, hump because you know that's where he, Lazar, when he's in the lineup, that's where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. So it's basically going to be a toss up between Boquist, Lazar, or um, uh, Sharon Govich. And so far, Sharon Govich is. Dead last on that depth chart. I knew he was going to be a scratch tonight after the third period last week. You just kind of knew it's the way yeah. it's been rolling. So yeah, the whole it, game it, was rough for him, and then the third, he was he, he barely played. Yeah, you, you don't have time. Uh, there's 20 games left going into a playoff run to deal with the, that kind of shit. Not when you have guys that are producing. You can't be sitting here coddling and waiting for Sharon Govich to turn it on, which is a shame because he can be a dominant player when he when he wants to be. And anyone could get benched. Look at uh, Tampa on Saturday. They benched in the third period. The whole period. first line. Cooper patched. Yeah, Cooper benched uh, Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point. I mean, tell me that's not any. If you they can bench those three dudes, you know. Actually, and they got, got their ass kicked tonight. It was like six nothing. I believe. Six, six nothing. Man. I watched it. It was it was ugly. And which actually is you know kind of another little segue that I wanted to talk about who you guys will kind of want to face in the first round. Because we're real close, you know, to maybe winning the Metropolitan Division. There's, I, I mean, right now it's basically a coin flip. It goes, it can go either way. I think we only have a three points behind. I can Carolina. tell you what it is. It's Hurricanes are at ninety points, Devils at eighty-eight, Rangers seventy-nine, Islanders seventy-two, and Pittsburgh seventy-one on the five. Right. Carolina's so, got a game in hand, right? And and I think we have a. I, I thought we had a game in hand on the Rangers. Carolina's got a game in hand on us, right? Okay. Um, with the like the Rangers are set, you know they're you know they they only have the option of playing us or playing Carolina. Their life is not going to be easy either way, um, you know. So they they really can't move. We kind of have a few options, you know. We have Rangers. We have uh, you know if we win the division, that those two wild card spots are up for grabs. I mean, right now I think it would be like playing the Islanders, possibly Pittsburgh. You got the Red Wings playing really well. I mean, not the Red Wings, Ottawa playing really well, and Buffalo's playing well. I mean, they're all kind of right there. Washington can even get in. You know, so we have a lot of options. Um, is there any of those teams that I mentioned that, you know, you know what, That's the, this is the series I want. I gave a lot of thought about who I want to play in the first round. That's tough. I, don't know, I do you guys feel think? like we've talked about this a few times, and I feel like as a team we kind of be uh, are leaning towards the Penguins yeah. often. Uh, it just seems like a matchup we can win. Islanders, I think we can win that too. That's just a little – they're a little scary for some reason. They're very scary. A little bit and, of the unknown. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I think if I'm a Boston fan, I'm looking at every team possibly getting in, and I'm saying the only team I don't want to play are the Islanders. Islanders match up really well in a seven-game series against Boston. If you kind of see how those two teams are designed – 
Uh, I think that might be the one team that can give Boston a series. I don't think they can beat them. I don't think anybody can beat Boston right now. I'm telling you, man, they're amazing. I watched them dismantle the Rangers yesterday. Oh, and, and Ten in a row know, now. And the, yeah. the score, you know, it was like, okay, whatever. No, you watch that game, and the Rangers never had a chance. They just ground them into the ground. And they, the third, they were relentless. They controlled the whole game. Like, Boston's a damn good team. By the third period, you're just, you know, under their thumb. They, they, you can do nothing. Like you said, they grind you down. They score on every good opportunity that they have. They, you know, they do not have guys that miss. Uh, and, yeah, they're freaking amazing. And they're goaltending, dude. Both of them but are playing great, but Allmark is making some of the most ridiculous saves I've ever seen a goalie do. No, that team and they added too. So I mean, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi was a nice add. He had a point the other night too. I mean, yeah. But they got. I think they gave up two picks for Bertuzzi. I, I mean, you know, they Boston's right. a machine. So what's that, Bobby? So you mentioned the Islanders. They maybe they yeah. wouldn't want that draw. It could be a tough team for them. So regardless of when they might face any particular. Eastern Conference opponent. What team do you think would give them the biggest fits? Who, Boston or us? Boston. Oh, so it could be second round, third round. Like, what team do you think literally would be their hardest test? I mean, hmm. for them to play an unknown, like you mentioned earlier, is is probably uh, the, the toughest thing. So you take the best unknown, it's us. I was going to say, aren't we the best unknown? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Oh, yeah, be but the... throughout the whole playoffs, we, that's the one thing that I think the Devils have on their side is that nobody is prepared for a seven-game series against the Devils. Uh, you know, neither are we. We have no idea how this team is going to react. And I know I'm a Devils fan, but I feel like it's hard to imagine the Devils losing four out of seven right now. Which right? Is, you know, I mean. And, and this kind of brings me to the team after I gave a lot of thought about who I want to play in the first round. I want to play the Rangers. I honestly yeah, think that that is the best draw for this team. And I gave it, you know, thinking at first, you know, the Bobby brought up the emotion of a seven-game series like that. You know, how is that going to – how are these young guys going to deal with that, even if they win, like getting into the next round? And there's a lot of truth to that. But I also think nothing could propel this team to really make a Stanley Cup run than beating the New York Rangers in the first round and getting them out where all of the hockey talk from the rest of the time going forward is about the Devils, not about them, and they can just knock them out and move forward. I think it would be a huge momentum builder. I want to beat the Rangers in the first round, and I think listen, we can. Listen, it'd it be six or seven life, games. Right? You know that. What, yeah, what's that, six Bobby? Or seven games, sure. But you know it, it sets up well, too, because the story's all about the Rangers right now, all the moves they've made, which, of course, at this point, very small sample size is looking a little bit like too many superstars, you know, stirring the pot there a little bit. But again, way too early. So yeah, it was, this would be all about the Rangers and what they're capable of doing. So to put them to bed would be great. And it certainly would, would propel them a little bit. Uh, that's just, uh, I would love to see it. So, uh, Bobby, I got, uh, you have a gripe? I have a small gripe with the NHL. Small gripe. I have a gripe too. Go ahead, you go first, please. I don't know if it's you the guys, NHL. Or... You guys have grapes, or what did you yeah. say you have? No, I or ate already. I don't have grapes. Oh, okay. I have a gripe. All right, then. I'll have one of those. Okay, yeah, well, this show. is the gripe session. This is the time to do it, Dan. All right. Cool. All right, Bobby, go ahead. So it's it's perhaps more of the uh, NHL production department for on the fly or the NHL Network channel, but I'll blame the NHL oh, yes. in general. And I'm going to call them wussies, okay? You guys ever see the intro to On the Fly? Yes, 
of course. They, they have all these great graphics coming in of all these teams. You know, they show the sharks and the shark jumping out of the water. They show the Bruins and some bears fighting. You know, some lightning. You know, no devil. That's wussy. You had a great opportunity to throw a devil up there, pitchforking someone, preferably a ranger. They don't do it. No That's respect. Right. That's my gripe. You know, one of my hot takes I was going to take later on in the season when, like, we do our, like, hot takes for next year kind of thing, which I have this whole thing planned out for the next seven or eight months, was that in next before next season starts, the NHL on-the-fly graphic will have the devils in it. That was going to be my hot take. I only have a minute, but look at the visual that we can do. I think they literally showed a penguin fighting, for all I know. I don't know. It's just really stupid. And they could have just thrown a devil up there. It's just, you know, they're pussies now. Okay. I think the Penguins one is a steel thing, but I get your point. You're right. It is. Um, they went with Pittsburgh on it. Now, you know what my gripe is? These fucking teams with their ads on their jerseys. Oh. Dude, what the fuck, man? They look like they're going to look like NASCAR soon. Like, yeah. seriously. I said the Vegas had it. You know, Toronto sponsors the milk. Dairy Farmers of Canada. Like, it's getting ridiculous. And why are they doing it? And where's the money going? Like, is that the players' money if they wear it? I think our resident Lithuanian has something to say about it. Did, did you notice anything that looks like that? I was actually, I thought Chris was going to go to the, 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 the boards. You know, how all I see yeah. is ads. Like, you know, I'll be watching the game oh, now, yeah. and the Devils will be playing oh. in Pittsburgh. And it's all it's all Devils ads on there, which you can yeah. tell. I mean, there's fucking cars driving on it and shit like that. It gets a little confusing, man, when you're a little stoned at 10 o'clock at night, you know, or 3 o'clock in the morning here. Like, there's a whole I bunch of shit going on the, the game. I hate the fucking rolling ads, man. They are the worst. Dude, the Viagra they, ad is awful, man. That thing's just, you know. Giant dick, yeah. <laughs> Giant dick just yeah. boing. Yeah. Um, but, like, now they're just whoring themselves out. Like, yeah. like, I mean, are the players, seriously, like, whoever's paying, like, Whoever's paying for that advertisement, I think the Vegas had like a, a sports store on it, like a fucking sporting goods store, right? right. And they, they had that. What like, are Devils uh, wearing on their helmet? They have a uh, what is it? What the hell is it? A they have a logo or something. A what? There was a month they had a coffee emblem on their helmet or something, like some kind of one of those I don't companies. Remember that? I don't remember that either. Maybe that yeah, was they a had Lithuanian some kind of business thing. thing on there. I thought a few months that ago that was digitally added for the Lithuanian yeah. audience. That <laughs> was a special. <laughs> Yeah. This is so weird because Bobby is completely frozen. He has been for like the last 20 minutes. I could see him moving. <laughs> it looks like he's you moving. Look like, <laughs> but it's like a stick of <laughs> fucking deodorant. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I meant like in Europe. Like you went to a game recently, Tony, right? Yeah, watched, yeah. We go to the Conus games here. Yep, they have nothing but ads all over their stuff, right? I remember seeing a game in France once, and oh yeah, they're like head to toe yeah. in ads everywhere. 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 So, so that's what that's the route we're going. Yeah, it looks like a I Formula One not, driver, man. NASCAR driver, the whole jumpsuit thing. That's what their uniform looks like. <laughs> I just not a fan. Goalie masks will soon be designed with the artwork of businesses like Starbucks. <laughs> exactly. <and stuff. laughs> you know. Vanacek's going to be debuting his new Mercedes-Benz helmet tonight. Exactly. <laughs> Brought to you by K Honda from exactly. New Brunswick. You know, Black the worst thing is fishing gear, you know, it would be the outdoor <laughs> yeah. fishing gear stuff. But the Devils now, their big sponsor is like a cancer institute. So yes. Like, all we're going to 
Like, I'm starting to get bummed out. All these commercials are really I bumming me out. All the cancer commercials. I, I mute it, rather, anymore. because it fucking depresses the shit like out of me. Those poor, and I feel so bad for those animals, but man, you ever sit like 3 o'clock in the morning, you're fucking wasted on the couch, and there's these videos of like dogs, you know, with one eye, and it's just so depressing. Or starving children, I mean, and I feel really bad for this, but it is a total... I mean, Jesus Christ. Big downer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what a buzzkill. Yeah. Starving children in Africa. Then you got to switch over to the suicide hotline once so you don't kill I yourself. fucking watch years. Family Guy. What the frick? When they do that, like, going to break in in the middle of the game, and so you're still watching the game, and there's, like, ad, and it's like, when I had cancer. And I'm like, I'm, really, I'm trying to watch the game. This is, like, really, this is the wrong time for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it's really is it's fucking super depressing. They need to, like... <laughs> Chris re- laughs his ass off. <laughs> I'm not it depressed right yeah. now. They need to seriously change the, the cancer ads to, like, I don't know, ice cream. Or the starving <laughs> children ones. That's just too much. Sally Struthers in there, and it's just like, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> dude, do you guys... Oprah you telling guys, you how to lose weight. All right, let's 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 get back on the train real quick. I'm so Bobby. You mentioned before about the the Patrick Kane thing uh, in the Rangers. Do you guys think that's going to work out? What do you mean by work out? Like make them advance? You know? Yeah. Go. Like, do you think it's going to move the needle? I mean, I, do you think the Rangers are going to get out of the first round of the playoffs? Is what I'm going to ask you guys because they're either playing us or Carolina. And if they don't get out of the first round of the playoffs, then all the Patrick Kane bullshit. All the Tarasenko bullshit, everything that goes along with it is just gone. Does do the Rangers make it out of the first round? I think I should be removed from this question just due to my sheer hatred of them, but I'll try to answer it anyway. I think they're ripe for falling. I just do. I think it's just too much. I don't like it. I just I hate when they just try to throw everybody in there because they're the mighty Rangers and everybody wants to play oh, with what them. What happened to Bobby? And I think they're done. Did yeah. you guys lose his audio? No, I had no. his audio. I, I, lo- I lost you your audio, but that's fine. At least they still got you. That means you were recorded. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they were a better team last year. Yeah. yeah um, they they were ahead, definitely Dan. more dynamic. I, now they're just like, you know, like Bobby said, they're just throwing in, you know, this like guest star approach, you know. It just seems like a bad <laughs> idea, you know. <laughs> this is a very special episode of the exactly. Rangers broadcast. This is a special appearance by Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, there's still a decent amount to play. So, you know, if Bobby? they start going crazy, it's it's going to be it's going to be okay. Bobby's fine. I'm like, I don't know what happened. With Seriously, he's completely gone now. I'm going to hop off. No, he's here. I just texted you. All right. Hold on. All right, now he's gone. <laughs> now he is gone. Okay, no, I'm not crazy. Uh, well, that's not true. But he was here. And now, after saying he was gone so many times, he literally is gone. It's like you willed him. There he goes. Oh, he's there he's back. back. It's all welcome. He's coming back. That's better. That's better. Hey, do you say that your recording is higher quality now. What'd you do? I left and came back. <laughs> Dude, you again, that happens. Even that the works. studio was tired of looking at my face. You paid Xfinity. He said he didn't want to answer the last question because he's biased because he hates the Rangers, so he took off. Tony, <laughs> are the Rangers making it out of the first round? Well, I hope not, especially if it's what we're facing them. But, but um, think, think about it like in a realistic way. I'm, I'm not way. thinking. Kane, I know. I know everyone's down on like 
I'm not a Kane fan, really. And, of course, he's not the same Kane from a few years ago. Right. Adding him, I think, can't hurt you. It can hurt we you. We have the Patrick maybe. Kane from a few years ago. He wears yeah, it's not going to be the same Patrick Kane from a few years ago. Yeah. Um, chemistry, I don't know if that's going to mess up the chemistry in the locker room. Um, I think it's going to rely on goaltending for them, which at times their goaltending could be great. As we're, we, you sometimes you see little flaws in it, but it's pretty damn good. Um, so, I mean, I think the Devils are probably, in my opinion, I think we're going to face them in the first round, so I'm going to say no. Tony, who, okay. who, do, they, who do they place if, um, if they slide down to the first wild card? Who do they face then? Us again. Uh, maybe. Who if we it? win the Metro. No, the first wild no, card they play Boston. would be right. It would be, be no, the first wild card would be us or Carolina. Us or Carolina. <laughs> How do you guys they feel were, against Carolina right. stacking up against them? After what I saw today, I don't know. Well, Bobby, we have finished what you were saying. No, that's what I was just curious because if the oh. Rangers slide down one wild card, they could still wind up getting us or Carolina, right? That's and if true. they slide yeah, down the, two, they get Boston. I'm just going back to your yeah, question: yeah. Will they is make that this round? How many points are they from? How many points do the Rangers have? Rangers Does anyone have, have right seventy nine points? And how many points? Do does Pittsburgh have? Pittsburgh has seventy one. All right, so they're basically eight, but they'd have to drop eight points eight uh, to get down to the you know, one of the wild cards. I don't know if that's going to happen. It seems pretty set. Seems like yeah, they're gonna be I think I think they're they're, they're the pretty much locked in at three. But mm-hmm. yeah, they they they're, so they're going to play Boston, Carolina. That's it. That's they it. They'll get the first round then. All right. So Bobby says Rangers do not make it out of the first round. Right now, I'm kind of agreeing with you. Like, I mean, the way that I, I mean, in 20 games from now, who knows what's going to happen? But Carolina scares the living shit out of me, and I think whoever plays them in the first round is going home. Yeah, they look like a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, dude, they dismantled Tampa Bay today. It was yeah. it was brutal. Right, Tampa uh, was point of the season. Whoa, yeah. what's that? What's that? I think Bobby? we're all saying the same thing, right? Like, what are you saying, Bob? Same thing, I think. They're on a slide. So, you know, you can't judge strictly that game. Tampa's figuring stuff out right now, and, you know, every team goes through that. But at the same time, um, the more I watch Carolina as we get closer, the more I want to stay away from them as long as possible. And for me, I feel like there's a history, too. Even though the teams are completely different than they were, I just always feel like whenever we had to match up with them in the playoffs, I didn't like it. And the outcome, I think, what, two out of three times, we lost. Um Again, totally different teams. Not even one player on either one of those teams, but it's just, just something about it I don't like. Yeah, but isn't that weird though? How that how that happens? Like certain teams just own Ottawa. another team in the playoffs. Like, and it can go on for generations. Yeah. You know, it's like everything could possibly change from one year to the next with these teams. But for some reason, they just lose to them all the time, or they beat them all the time. Like you know, anyone who plays Toronto in the first round. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but you know, everybody's had that turn. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Carolina right now, I mean, yeah, I know Tampa is in a slump, and I don't worry about Tampa. They're going to be fine. Um, but it, they just, they could do that to anybody. I mean, it, and you could be playing your best hockey, and they could do that to you. They, when they're on their game, man, they are really hard to beat. And they don't do it with flashy offensive guys, and they don't do it with scoring a bunch of goals. They just beat you down. They can give Boston a run. Um I think we can as well, but like that, they're, they're probably the three right now. I'd say the Devils, Carolina, Boston; those are the top three in the East, and any one of them I think has a chance to win the East. Yeah, I mean, if you're handicapping this from the outside, looking at points, looking at the amazing season, 
Boston is a, you know, that that is 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 head and shoulders above the Devils and Carolina, and you know you could say, oh, Carolina's been better. Devils are, can catch them. They can beat them. You know, catch them in points, and I think they could match up good with them. I mean, I don't want to play them either in the first round. I agree with you. It'd probably be better to t- play, like you said, the Rangers or a, a number of other teams. But when we have to face Carolina at some point, if we do, I don't think it's as big of a hill to climb as it is with Boston. I mean, unless they start falling off, which who can see that, you know? Yep, I, yeah. It's going to be interesting. What did you guys, any, all you guys watch the uh, Colorado game? Hey, everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Well, thank you, Dano. <laughs> I did it, uh, and you were looking I saw somewhere one arm else. Up on I didn't see two. So. <sighs> Pay more attention to me, Tony. Pay more attention well, to me. Right. I, I want to ask you guys something. All right, so, Dan, remember when we were talking about the overtime show when we did? We were talking about the overtime rules, and we were talking about yes. you know how it would be so much cooler if you could, or just not cooler, but it would be kind of a fun game to watch if you can manufacture more four-on-fours, more four-on-threes, more even three-on-threes throughout the course of a regular game. Right. All right. Absolutely. So let me throw this scenario at you guys. And tell me if I'm just crazy. What if, you know, two guys, you have, you know, two guys get into a fight, right? You got matching five minutes. Each guys are in the box, uh, five minute penalties, but they still continue to play five on five. Right. What if you turned around and actually took that player off the ice for five minutes on each team and knock it down to four on four for five minutes? And if another penalty occurs, you got a four on three, or you can even get to a three on three throughout a regular season game. Hmm. That is interesting. Um, I, you know, I can see how it could be exciting. Um, number one, I think the players are not going to like being out of the game and losing minutes, and you might even cut down on fighting with that. So that's one consideration. Maybe that's, you know, somebody's goal too. I don't know. Um, the other problem might be like, you know, one, certain points of the game, that swing can be huge. And so now you're putting even more pressure on the ref's calls to possibly decide a game. You know what I mean? Like, you could have the fight and then that next call that the ref makes, he, he lets it go, it's egregious, or he calls it, it's now a four-on-three. That's vastly different than a five-on-four. That's, you know, way more chance that you're going to have the uh, team on the power play score. So, like, it does put a little bit more pressure on refs deciding games, which, let's face it, when it's a bad call, that's the worst thing ever, you know? That's and a very... That's the only downside. I mean, I love That's a the very action. good point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it would definitely solve the problem, or at least get us to, you know, having more four-on-fours and stuff. Yeah, what do you guys absolutely. think? I mean, I like the penalty call for the five-on-five the way it is, so... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it to be honest. Um, okay. I guess for for the reasons that Dan mentioned, I'm just not smart enough to parlay that. So but don't you think? <laughs> don't you think though? Like you know, just it'd be a much more exciting game. Yeah. I mean, it would accomplish the biggest goal of all for the NHL, which is you know create more eyes to the matches. You know, get the, the hockey more popular. How do you do it? Offense. Yeah, I suppose. Just, just throwing it out there. 
It, it would, but I'm just, you know, there's certain things in games and all of sports that um, I don't feel need to be changed. And I just feel like that's one of them. It's too much of a swing for it's your too much of a purist swing. mind. Okay, Tone. I agree with Bobby, man. I'm, I'm, and I'm so there's so many changes already that I hate. I don't want any more changes. Okay. You know. Well, that's a good, valid question. What's the number one thing that has changed? Let's say in the last twenty years, uh, that you would rather go back to that you don't like that change over time. Okay, for you, it's you, over oh, time. Really? I mean, that's a popular one. You want it to be. Uh, you want to go back to five minutes? That's it? Five-on-five hockey? I want it to be the full periods. Like, you you remember when Buffalo and Jersey played back in the day and they went, like, five overtime? Sometimes That was a playoff game. That's only the playoffs, though. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, you should – I think it should be sudden death. I see someone should have to win. The the first period should be, what, 20 minutes? Oh, I got you. So you want – I don't – what is he talking about? He's saying overtime in general. He wants regular overtime. Regular overtime. So you want to do in the regular season what they do in the playoffs? Right. Yeah. Five and on five until five somebody five? scores. Yeah, or at least one period, you know. Yeah. And what happens after one period? To, at least be the three on three that they're doing. I think almost yeah, every three game on three is great, three, though. I, I will admit that three on three is very good. I do like three on three. Okay. What but about you, Bob? What What would you change? But we never had an overtime like that. You asked the question if you can change it back to the rule. We What's never had. Change? No, I just want the shootout. I just want the shootout to stop. I want the shootout exactly. to stop. You I'm just make up your own rule, then, Tony. I'd like them to blow in the dark pucks and no. turn the lights off. My thing is that against Buffalo. <laughs> I just don't want. I just don't want to be. Do you remember that game when they went twenty-five overtimes? It was week four. It was a hassock. Yeah, but no, I just I, don't I want. You. I don't want it to be ended on a shootout anymore, man. I can't no, handle the shootout. We get, we get that. Yeah. Three uh, on three, ten minutes. That that solves it. What about you, Dan? What rule that they implemented that you would go back to or get rid of? Okay, it honestly, I I'm I'm kind of surprised at myself that I, there's a lot of these rules that they made for offense that I initially hated that I'm okay with, but the one thing I really hate more than anything else is the fact that you can challenge an offside call and negate a goal. That is the biggest bullshit oh, ever. So the puck goes in the zone. It's off by a cunt hair, okay? It's like <laughs> barely – nobody sees it. None of the linesmen see it. It's been in the offensive zone for, let's say, two minutes. Yes. And nobody's whistled anything. The, a goal is scored, and now somebody with an iPad is going to take that goal away because they're watching every blue line now. What is this shit? If we're going to do that, then I want laser beams on the blue line and tags on the skates and just make it automatic because you can't fuck with my emotions like this. You know, taking away goals. Two minutes ago, there was a blue blue line infraction by a millimeter, and you're going to take away a goal? That's bullshit. If anything, change it to this. You know how you get a penalty if you challenge, you know? Well, instead of that, make that penalty a five-on-three. Make it a a five-minute major five on three if we're going to keep this rule just to make it a little bit harder for somebody to risk making that bullshit what i'm going to say pussy call of like I they were off sides i can't stand it i love everything you just fucking proposed i think that is most definitely now the official stance of the uncle pucker new jersey devil podcast we are firmly against challenges on offside calls yeah fuck that we need to start like a fucking i don't know petition or something that's it. It's yeah. on uh, a whatever it's on. Do. Yeah, what's that? Petitions.org. 
Okay, we're going to do this because that, that fucking rule has to go. I never gave it any thought until 35 it. seconds ago. And holy it. shit, you're right. Now I think now, about how many challenged times a few I was pissed off ago. about that. Okay. Right, we challenged and, and we, we were wrong, right, on a couple games ago? Mm-hmm. What was, what, was, that, was that the Vegas game? Was it the Vegas game? Maybe. And Slept I was just it. like, I, I just, I was hoping we were wrong. I hate when anybody actually gets that call. Because it's just seems <laughs> so bad. I'm glad we lost the Stanley Cup that year. Fuck. It's, seriously, I, I can't take it. I, I, I think it's like the biggest nonsense ever. And it's, yeah. it's, it's honestly, it's football's fault because football is is a sport that came about like that's why we have like slow motion replays. They got all this you know time between plays to show the beautiful slow motion action. So where people started looking at it and going. Hey, wait! Did he have both feet in? I mean, what, what, he's allowed to foot and double tap the second foot. Like the rules in football are fucking insane as far as like what a replay can take away. It's insane. Yeah. And now, like the NHL is creeping towards that a little bit. Yeah, it's like the exact opposite of what makes it hockey great compared to other sports. It's like nonstop. And, yeah, and, and, and here you, you are know. slowing down this game, taking away goals when they thought. I thought they wanted goals, you know. Eventually, you're going to, you know, be able to have, you know, keeps going the way the NFL. You'll have the, you know, coaches will be able to challenge in play for penalties that the refs might have missed. Uh, right. Throw your challenge flag out. Oh, he hooked him. And you go back and watch the video. He did hook him. Okay, well, could assess yeah, well, two minutes What's on. the difference? What's the difference? Right. We're going to review gonna... offsides calls. What else can yeah, we? That's, it's going to go there. Review? review everything. Yeah, that's where that's where it's going to go. And we'll I kind of think two like the later, human error yeah. thing is important. You know, sometimes you got to have where you hate the umpire or you fucking hate the official the next exactly. day. Exactly. You know, part of the game. They got to take a little fucking heat too. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the bastards in Toronto get to make that call, and you never even see them. It's like the Wizard of Oz just told you you can't <laughs> go back to Kansas or something. Don't come behind the curtain. I got right. one. Yes. I'm not actually sure if it's a rule change or if it was always a rule. But the um, two minutes delay a game for over the glass absolutely mm-hmm. drives me fucking nuts. I think that ninety five percent of the time these players, certainly now since it's been a rule, are not literally trying to throw it over the glass to delay the game and you know slow down the play. It irritates me to no end. They're just trying to chip it off the boards and you get a penalty for it. I think it sucks, and I would want yeah, that done. Yeah, it, it is. It does suck. It does suck. I, I, and yeah, you're definitely right about that. Uh, I one that I, I mean, if I get to jump problem. in, what? Sure. I don't remember that being a big problem. Do you remember like before? No, that and that's the thing. Guys it's constantly just, putting just a way to play. fucking chalk up more power plays and you exactly. know create more offense. Yeah. Um, but if I have to throw my hat in the ring of a rule to get rid of, I'll go to the whole fucking trapezoid rule. Let the goddamn goalies play the puck anywhere that they want. And if they want to skate the hell all the way out to the end boards with the puck in their hands and they get caught and the team scores on them, well, that's on them. You know, let's fucking, you know, stop making these little barriers because goalies get too good and then they start clearing the pucks and this and that. Come on. I mean, this yeah. is getting ridiculous. Let's shrink the goalie it has to be the most asinine thing they've ever done to take away a skill. Right. Taking away exactly. a skill because, what, you want more goals? Perhaps if you had no trapezoid, Rodor might have given you more goals. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does neuter the just you know the ability of some of these guys, you know, to just no. You have to stay here, you know, and like you know, Linus Allmark has got a friggin' skate. You know, that goal though, I have to say, that was the nicest goalie goal I've ever seen in my that life. That was a great that was one. A good one. Ballsy too. It's only yeah. one goal lead. Yeah. Well, dude, Very if you're true. playing like right now, 
Like, listen, you're playing like you're playing like Linus Allmark right now. You got big fucking balls. You do whatever the hell you want. There's a lot of confidence there. Yeah, I mean, this guy's out of his head. I watched that game. Does it bother you guys in general that sports overall just seems to constantly be saying, "Hey, let's kind of get more offense in spite of the defense"? It's like they're trying to fuck the defense all the time. Now, even baseball. So look, they got bigger bags in baseball, so that you know. Six inches on each side, you can steal more. I don't even know if I hate that yet. On the surface, that sounds pretty exciting. I'd like to see running come back to baseball. But the high-end view of that is, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, they're always trying to push the offense and take away from the defense. And defense wins what? Yeah, that's true. But you know what? People like us know that. But they're trying to reach new eyeballs. Exactly. And the casual fan, they want to see the goals. They don't really understand all the rules anyway. And they're not, they don't really know that defense wins championships, um, and they want to see goals. So they want to get more people. I mean, I know scoring. you see it all the time in the NFL. You know, uh, fucking, I'll just Cincinnati playing friggin' Detroit, right? And Cincinnati's defense is just smothering the hell out of Detroit. Detroit's offense can't get going. Um, you know, and it's just because that defense is playing so friggin' good. The announcers go on about how bad the offense is playing. Right. Uh, you know, letting everyone know this isn't normal. Usually it doesn't in any way, because if you just sat there and talked about the defense, talked about, you know, oh, you see here, the reason they got this interception, they brought a safety over to the top and it came that way, it would just bore the hell out of everybody. People just want to see people sit back, sling, throw a ball, somebody catch a ball, and then somebody's supposed to try and tackle them. They don't give a shit. De- defenses are so, Dan's right, half of the time they don't even know what they're talking about. Um, you know, they're just throwing things out there. But, you know, Dan, you guys are 100% right. Offense is what sells tickets. Defense can win championships. But offense is what gets eyes on the product, and that's all they care about. I mean, I've and been to a ton of hockey know. games. If I leave a hockey game where, you know, it was 6-6 going in the third and we win 7-6 in overtime, without a doubt you're walking out of there going, oh, my God, that was an awesome game because you're so pumped up the way it went back and forth and you won. But I did that same shit when it was one nothing back in the day. Yeah, or two, you know, one, you're just seeing chances getting stopped. These people these days are never going to understand the significance of Hashik and Brodor tying when they had ties, right, Tony? And then, like, they both collected the putts and, like, splitting that puck in half and saying it was a, a double shutout tie. Like, that's a good freaking game to watch. And that's, right now, it's awesome. That's what I was talking about earlier, you know, but I, don't, I didn't mind the ties back in the day, you know, right. stuff like that. I mean... I think that, you know, like you said, you had Patrick Waugh going against Brodor one night, and that shit was 1-1, but that was a hell of a game. Even the other night, I hated seeing Hill do so good against the Devils, but it was, you see a devil, a goalie standing up, just standing on his ground, man, killing it. And, you know, I think that we do miss that now. Now they're all about offense. Every sport's going that way. Look at baseball. They're putting a guy on second base now, and, and you know, it's like, I mean, I love it. you love, I love it, it, really. Oh, oh yeah. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, anything to make fucking baseball more exciting, please. Anything. But put him at first, though, because one a single is going to get the guy home. You know, give a little I'd, bit. Of I'd put him in between third and home plate. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'd bring the sacrifice do, bunt back. Why don't we just do like football and just have arbitrary numbers for all our goals? I meant you know, suicide like, squeeze. Yeah, exactly. Bobby, are you like, a fan of Sam at second? I fucking hate that. That is the worst. Oh, and thing next you're going to say you hate life. the pitch count clock. And that's why I drove in Bobby's car back in the day. That's <laughs> right. I'll take the pitch count clock. I'll take the. That's pitch not clock. why Bobby told us why. 
We're not fucking stupid, Tony. <laughs> Tony Roadhead. Hey, gas to seaside was expensive. Yeah. Bobby had that sticker on his car. It said, ask grass uh, or cash. Nobody <laughs> rides grass. for free. He tricked Tony me every time. There was never grass money. in there, though. Yeah. He's always selling that ass. He tricked me seaside with the grass. Clues. You're starting to tell people who we are. It's so, already cut an hour out of the games. And it's yeah. still two and a half hours too long. Like, and look, I have, I love baseball and I love playoff baseball, but Jesus Christ, nothing is more annoying than watch a guy walk up to the mound, hold the ball, rub the ball, walk right, off the on, mound, hold on, hold on. come back on the mound. I'm not done. Then the <laughs> oh, batter steps out. out of the batter's box, goes, gets more pine tar, kicks his cleats, walks into the batter box, pitcher rubs the ball, sets, rubs his ball. delivers. I took a piss and made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it's still, you know. All right, listen, <laughs> listen, fucker. This is not going well. Now, let me ask you something. You put a guy on second base, he's halfway to scoring, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, now stop. Okay? So halfway to scoring. So yes. take that, put it in hockey. Here you go. You can start the second period on a breakaway. No one's there. He's halfway no, to scoring. No, no, no. Yes. Hockey's, hockey's exciting and fun and has a time limit. I won't talk about it. Hockey's timed. Every every major sport is timed. You know, that's the problem with baseball. You sit down at 8 o'clock to watch a game, and if your alarm's going off at 4.30, and it's the seventh fucking inning. It's the most boring, longest game in history. Time it out. Agreed. But don't put somebody halfway to scoring for no fucking reason. If the game already went on seven and a half hours, put them anywhere at that point. Make it a tie. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We can start in the eighth inning from now on. Now on, all sports are ties. (laughs) All right. I don't know who won that argument, but I did. I guess. (laughs) Of course you did. Fucking runner at second base. Get out of here. Holy shit. All right. I think that might do it for tonight, boys. Unless anyone has anything else they would like to discuss. Um, Timo's looked pretty good tonight, right? Timo looked really freaking good tonight. How do we not even talk about Timo Meyer yet? <laughs> nah. yeah. Well, how many, How much? With the first 10 minutes, he had a goal. Was it nine? Nine? Yeah. Goal. He yep. also had, he was out there for two against. I think he ended up being like a, you know, maybe a even or a minus one. But. That's it. You know, it was also kind of like, and he took a penalty. So he did take a penalty. You know, um, should do a lot of. In fact, he was closest to getting that Gordy Howe hat trick that I uh, yeah was he was. earlier. All he needed was that fight, and uh, but yeah, you know, for a first outing, you know, not too bad at all. Yeah, yeah I think I, um, I think offensively, he actually looked pretty good, uh, considering how little time he's practiced say with Jack. I, I already started to see a little chemistry coming from those two. Maybe trying to find each other too much. Um, the only flaws I saw in his game tonight were just system flaws, and that's totally to be expected. He didn't really know where to be in certain areas. He looked a little bit out of place on some of those plays, but offensively, I don't think it's a question. Like he's gonna, he's gonna be everything we want. We just got you know, a couple games, a couple more practices, and he's gonna tear through people. So looks great. And Mercer looked great tonight too. I mean, he came close so many times to putting that puck in there. Oh, How man. many times do we have to hear Danica name drop uh, Wayne Gretzky tonight? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> well, that's because that longest goal streak was it? the twenty-one years, twenty-one or younger. He uh, yeah. Mercer was under him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Eight yeah, he definitely jinxed it. He did it on purpose because he's buddies with no. Wayne. Speaking of Mercer, we didn't spend enough time on him, but go back to that Vegas game. Curious, you didn't see any of it? Did you see the highlights? No, I, I didn't. And I went to work the next morning. So his goal in that game was so phenomenal. I did see his goal. The way that he literally kicks his leg up, puts his entire everything into the power of that leg, and hits that opposite corner was so fantastic. I started thinking about the podcast and how we talk about Halla all the time. <laughs> like, this guy could really learn a thing or two on how to shoot by watching Dawson Mercer. Maybe just put a little something behind it because that had everything behind it. And that's why the kid's so good. Like, he didn't just shoot the puck. He put his body into shooting that puck. Brett did that too the other night. Brett had one like that the other night. I don't know. I think who do we play before Vegas? Um, Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're 100% right though. And that's the thing about this team. Like, <clears throat> kind of like in November when they were doing so good and had the 13-game winning streak. Everybody was contributing. Everyone was scoring. It was a complete team. Vanacek making the saves at the right time. Uh, December rolls around. They fell into whatever stupid funk. They just kind of didn't even seem like they wanted to play. Uh, I don't know what happened in December, but it was, you know, all the effort was gone. And the new year was they were winning games and they had a great January, but it was mostly on the backs of Jack Hughes. And, you know, it was Hughes with, you know, Hamilton had a couple big goals and he sure was sprinkling in. But the bottom six and Mercer and those guys and Brat were not contributing at all. And then it, now it, it's you're getting back to where we were in November, which is, you know, really, really encouraging. Yeah, you got Justin um, yeah. Boquist and, coming out of the, nowhere tonight for two goals. What a game for Boquist. Uh, yeah. He's been on a tear. Um, yes. You know, and that that line's not going to change. And that's the other thing too. Even with Curtis Lazar there, where do you put him with Boquist playing like this? You know, are you going to take Boquist out of that line? Yeah. You know, I was really happy to see Sharon Govich out of the lineup too because I'm a big fan of Bastion. I like him in the lineup, but I I assumed it was either Bastion or Boquist that were going to so lead. I. I didn't necessarily want that. That's just what I assumed. So it was good to see it go that route. Um, I like those two down there. I mean, Sharon Govich. I don't know. I don't know how much time he's going to get. Because um, when you look at what's coming into this team, Lazar hasn't even played yet. There are so many people, so many players on this Devils team that could, like, just take off for a series and win you that series. Like, he sure could just say, the first round's mine. Or, or you know, Jack Hughes or Brat. Or, you know, Miles Wood. I mean, Palat. There's so many guys that could just, for one series, just, you know, that guy who gets six, seven goals. Two of them are game winners. Really kind of carries that four or five game set. They do uh, have that kind of. Game. They do have that kind of character. You're you're definitely right about that. You know, they you do have that on the third line, right? A lot of playoff battles would be won with the third line, and that third line's shaping up pretty good. Um, I originally had thought maybe I'd probably think about moving him up to the first or second line for the playoffs, but then you start thinking about the depth and what that third line can do, and the guy can win you a series, and he can win you a series on the third line. That's huge. And you get the fourth guys going, and you got yourself a hell of a playoff team. And yeah. let's just hope this, you know, Vanacek, you know, playing a little shaky. Let's hope he gets that under control. Yeah, I'm not going to sweat it. I mean, we're really talking about uh, one game that was horrible. And tonight, was it perfect performance? No, but I honestly only blame him for the one goal. And even do then, you, it's, you know. Do you think that the 
coaching staff has confidence in him? Like, are you? Do you think that they have? For you, I don't like this new thing, and it's not just the Devils doing; it's everybody. Where it's just, hey, one bad game, he's out. And I, I have, I honestly feel like they should have played him instead of Schmidt um, the last game out because I, I don't think they, I think they've kind of forgotten that like these guys, the confidence is kind of a two way street sometimes, and I think. You, for a lot of goalies out there, you're you're kind of cracking them unnecessarily. Like, what did you have to lose by having him play? Do you think he's gonna? He totally lost it. You can't like try to bounce back. You know, I get I your point. Remember, yeah, Bredor never wanted to not play the next game after one that he didn't like. He he yeah. wanted to wipe that out of his memory. But it's just it's about it's that's an awesome point. But I think that was more of a reward situation for what Schmidt did coming in against Colorado. We talked about Good it the point. week before this, this week started about winning that game, maybe having a little bit of a letdown or losing in overtime to L.A., and then winning Phoenix. So basically what we predicted kind of came through. I think that was just a reward. So he did come in. That game was definitely in question when Vancheck came out. Third period could have gone either way, and Schmidt did awesome. So they rewarded awesome. him. I don't then think, you know, he got Vancheck back thing, tonight, which otherwise yeah. this would have been Schmidt's game. You're right, uh, but you know, like the reward thing. I feel like you're doing that at the expense of the, your number one goalie's head. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And it. it's not all about him. I mean, it's a team here, and they got to win. But we're talking about one game, okay? If you got your starter and he's stringing together two games, now that's a different story. Like, I mean, it really is that cut and dry for me. You can't go on and, and let him work out his problems over multiple games. But so, one game you can throw out. You can throw that game out. It's one game. You know, if it becomes a pattern, you got to do something. Definitely. Sure. But if he plays, you know, he played well tonight. My my question is this: What does it say of what the coaching staff thinks of him if Schmid gets to start Tuesday against Toronto? I know. He won't. You really are that sure of it? He won't. Yeah, he will not. I don't think he will. I'm looking at the schedule right now. There are no breaks short of maybe Montreal in, in a couple nights. And um, don't we have a back-to-back this weekend coming up? We got Montreal on Saturday, Carolina on oh, Sunday. Sunday. So again, yeah. and we play Schmidt's Thursday. game is Montreal. If, this if is I'm a big week, though. That's it. This is time, right. fan check. You get you're riding it. So Schmidt, you get you know you get Montreal, and then fan check. These are all playoff teams for wild Who's card Thursday coming up. Washington and Washington. Washington. So they we play got hard. Tor- Toronto. Washington, Montreal, Carolina. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's and then week. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but this, are, this month sucks. So that's another March, weird one. In March, we only play three teams that aren't have a chance to go to the playoffs. Out of all the teams we play in March, there's only three teams that are probably not going to the playoffs. Washington, Phoenix. Or, I'm sorry, Montreal, Arizona. Well, if, they're not play, if they're not playoff ready after this month, they're not going to be. We already did it. Hey, how That's about Luke Hughes? We got talk about this. Yeah, you know, they just, you know, so that would be I just heard what they said today, that he was going to finish up with Michigan, which if they make it to the Frozen Four, I thought it was already over, um, would be what? Uh, April 5th, I think. April. April 5th or so, yeah, April 5th or April 8th, and then you maybe get him in for a game a or you a can't him. Yeah. You know, you, so what do you think? We don't see him? Not if they make the Frozen Four. I mean, what would you play him for, like, one game and then ride him to play? That's what I'm asking. Two games? I think it would be Only two games they said it would be possible to play him, and then they said I mean, it would be a two question. two scheduled games, but then you got to pull out two guys to get him in. 
I think no. I think he's he's next year's hero. He's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you got to you got to take a look at him. I don't. I mean, you've got two games, you know, coming up that he can possibly get in before the playoffs. I think you have got okay. to take a look at him. You take a look at him if you're locked into your spot. What if you're one point away from Carolina and you can win the division? You still take a look at him with two games left. No. You no, can't. This team has taken us this far. They're going to have a hundred points. You can't. The only way I, I, I get a look at Hughes and, and try to, you know, put him in those last two games is if I see Severson fall apart. Now tonight he looked good. He played a and good game. Lately he's been playing better. I thought he played pretty well against Vegas. I thought he played pretty well against Colorado. Um, and you know, if his game falls apart like I've seen it fall apart so many times and it becomes like a thing going into the playoffs where even they notice that, then maybe he would do it. But I don't think that's very likely. I think he's going to stay at an acceptable level for this management, which is, you know, a little bit less than acceptable for me. But I also understand why, like, wait, you throw this guy into the playoffs? Luke Hughes? Like, I, could, is, I could also see uh, a situation where Kevin Ball's game falls apart and maybe, uh, you know, you think about him because I don't think, you know, this. I don't think this – coaching staff believes in Brendan Smith too much. No. Uh, he, he's really, I don't think, going to see a whole lot of ice time uh, while the playoffs before the playoffs get rolling. Um, well, that's a good point. Definitely. I don't know. I mean, everybody wants to see Luke Hughes out there. I do too. I kind of agree with Bobby that it's just not very likely we're going to get him this year. All right, so then go the other route, and we are secure. We're in the second seed. We can't catch Carolina, and we are locked in the Power Rangers. Play him. Sure, take a look at him. Absolutely. I want to see what this kid's got. Excuse me, I really do. I think we'll see him for one game at least. Yeah, I really think this coaching staff wants to see him. So, yeah, I I definitely can see him getting in there. I mean, if he goes out and shits the bed, I mean, they just run with the five defensemen. I mean, I think the likelihood of even the the very last game of the year, meaning absolutely something, is 50-50 at best. So, yeah, you can definitely at least throw him in for that, take a look at him. But that's probably not going to get him into a playoff series. But it really shows you the confidence they have in him that they're bringing him right in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's enough time where we can get a really good look at him and he's, he starts doing well in that position, that would be the best-case scenario. I mean, Absolutely. I would love for him to take Ball or Severson's spot. And didn't Cal McCarr do that, though, his first year? Didn't he come yes. right from at this time and play the whole playoffs? Yes. Yeah, yeah but I think really he had a well. weeks. He had at least a few he weeks. he had five in. games, I think it was, before the, the season. And he played all five? five? I believe so. Yeah, I have to double-check that, but I believe so. Well, that's, that's a nice a sample size. If the kid yeah. can show you something in five games, you know you got something. Uh, you know, but yeah, whether or not, I mean, there's, I guess, a chance that it could be that long, right, if his college team shits to bed. So what we have to hope for is that <laughs> his college team doesn't do shit so yeah, he can come up here and get a bigger look. Yeah. Our kids don't want you to succeed. <laughs> I think that's the only reasonable way to look at it. Fair enough. Definitely. And you have to wonder what influence Jack has, you know, a little bit getting him up there too, probably. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, I, I wonder about that. Does he want him to jump in this year? I mean, I wonder. I, I, who knows? I mean, I've never seen him been asked any questions about his brother and stuff. Like, I'm sure that there's tons of stuff out there, but I haven't seen anything. Have you guys? Not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. So I mean, like nobody's asked him about it. I'm, you know, I wonder. He's that's got his guy up, man. <laughs> They could possibly hate, we, they could possibly hate each other, you know. 
And Jack could be like, you know what? This is my show here. I don't want my little fucking brother up. Not based on um, all those hugs when he got drafted. Oh, he was so happy, wasn't he? <laughs> it was a jumping uh, hug, Chris. Those are big. Well, they they both jumped together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, he wanted. Pretty sure I don't really remember that. Except for Quinn. Remember, Quinn just had the look on his face, like oh, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm stuck in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. I did hear that, you know, they did ask Luke what differs, you know, from his game than his brother's game, you know, both his brothers, and he said, you know, not too much. The only thing that's a real big difference is that I'm the only one who's six foot one. So, <laughs> so he's, you know, he's got some size. He can yeah. play. That's a good thing. I, I, real, I mean, I really want to watch this kid. He's been, like, everything I've read about the college, and I don't watch any of the highlights from Michigan. I'm not going to pretend to, but, like, every – I read like the local stuff from there after the games and stuff, and everything is about this dude. I mean, he is just you know can run a power play, can do everything you want from a defenseman, and this guy's ours for a long time. And we have his brother. This is gonna you know get the other one over here at some point. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, think, brother, I think that's gonna happen at some point. You'd have to think so, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, come on, that sells tickets. I mean, yeah, I mean, Quinn just re re up though, I believe. Yeah, I know. What? It'd be the tail end of the contract kind of thing. Like, come join uh, your brothers. Another run for the Stanley Cup when we've already got two working on the third. That kind of thing. I like. I'll like, admit when they got when they got uh, when they got Luke. I was kind of I was so glad in a way because I was like, okay, maybe this keeps Jack here for a nice long time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, dude, Pasternak got paid. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, but brothers like to play it again. Look at the Needle Myers, you know. And Yo, Scott yeah. wanted to play with Rob, and it happens. Yeah, especially... I gotta tell you something too. That that Pasternak deal that I felt like that's the wrong time for us bringing in a Timo who's can get ten million dollars just in his qualifying offer. And I'm like, oh man, we don't need to be throwing away eleven point four now before we had a chance to even sign him. Not that he's going to want eleven point four, but it certainly doesn't help. Oh, I mean, no. yo, at some point we got to look at these numbers. At some yeah, point, that's an off-season problem. That's an off-season problem. Right now, we got a playoff run to go on. We got Toronto. That's going to be a good game. The Milkmen are coming to town. Yep, time for a little bit of revenge. Yeah, you know, it, it's still the, the this has to be a freaking revenge game, right? Like Definitely. the guys, they have to be looking at this game and been like, "We are not going through that fucking bullshit again." Honestly, you would sit him down and make him watch that fucking game. Let's yeah. call Toronto. Let's change this, this whole thing. Oh, show. my God. I've never seen such disgusting refereeing in my life. Well, Reminds so, me of a snowy football game where Tom Brady. Oh, my God. You really <laughs> are still dwelling on that. Oh, dude, it's burning my heart. For... Tell me when you did not see that, you didn't think of me. And I, 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 we were... Of course. Of course I did. Not I, mean, no, I get ahead. it. I get it. But it, it was one play. Dude. They Be a fucking him, Viking fan. <laughs> Be a Viking fan, all right? Oh, Watch Brett Favre throw an interception in the NFC Championship game against the Saints in 2009 when they were in field goal range and could have won the game and sent us to a Super Bowl. Oh, what you. about the time that, you know, Anderson missed a field goal in 1998 to send Atlanta to the Super Bowl and he hadn't missed a, a field goal in two years and he shanks one in the play, NFC Championship game against the Falcons. How about that? How about, How about going to the Meadowlands and losing to the freaking Giants by like 42 points or 48 I points or whatever that. it was? What's that? 
I thought of you during that. Yeah, How about exactly. you trade your coach? You trade your coach, okay? You're, no team does this. You trade your yeah, coach. Yeah, this, this one hurts. <laughs> give to another this team. One. Then your new coach doesn't change any of the fucking plays. <laughs> then you play this team in the Super Bowl. And they wipe your ass. Off. And I live in the town. I live in Tampa at this time. So I'm a live joke in the, in the town of the enemy. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, your coach is right, not the coach right. of the other team. How about, how about this one? All right, 2017, you go to Philadelphia to play the NFC, you know, to, in the NFC Championship game and get your ass handed to you by the Philadelphia Eagles, who then go to your home stadium and win a Super Bowl. The first time, it would have been the first time a team played in their home stadium in a Super Bowl if Minnesota would have won that game. But no, I had to watch Philadelphia go to our stadium Hold and win on. the Super Bowl. Hey, Dan, I'm calling bullshit. You remember a few episodes ago... Chris said he never had a bad day. That's <laughs> bullshit. Motherfucker <laughs> lying. Like he's fair. He had yeah, Antonio Brown on our team freezing his feet. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't he know. Did. I mean, guys, I'm going to just I'm yeah. gonna settle this argument. Yeah. The Vikings and the Raiders both suck. I, good. Hey, I think we're going to end hard. this episode yeah. on that note. So, gentlemen, it's been real. And uh, we'll see you when it's we see you. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. It hasn't? Uh, <laughs> I thought it yeah. was. All right, then. Fuckers out. It's over, Johnny. It's over!